Welcome to another episode of Monday Funday Podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed Al-Qadri, and if you could speak Arabic, Ahmed Al-Qadri. Wow, uh, by the time this episode comes out, Ramadan has begun. So let's start off with Ramadan Mubarak, Ramadan Kareem. Uh, to everyone fasting out there, I hope it is an easy fast for everybody, um, including myself. This is, I'm speaking to you, future Ahmed. Ramadan is a great month to where you could just... Uh, let go of all the material things and really be uh, feeding your soul. You know what I mean? You starve yourself physically, but you feed yourself spiritually. So I'm really excited for this month. This time I'm going to try to pray more, try to, uh, you know, (laughs) use this excuse to not go out as much. So when people ask me if they want to go for lunch, I'm going to be like, no, I'm sorry. It's basically my little COVID uh, excuse. It's like, hey, man, you want to go for lunch? You want to go uh, hang out and do some physical activities? I'm like, no, I'm fasting. And I'm going to just stay home. And uh, really, I want to be working on some, you know, some stuff as in like comedy or uh, or content creating or something. But really, I'm probably just going to sit home and watch movies. But in the end, you know, as long as I'm relaxing and I'm staying home, saving money. I think that works, right? Speaking of working on some stuff, I'm planning a tour in Texas. Uh, I'm going to be headlining May 8th at Dallas Comedy Club. And May 6th and May 7th, I'm trying to do a weekend in Austin. But no one... It's just so... I don't want to say frustrating. Yeah, it's hard because you're sitting here being like, Hey guys, could you please you know, let me do a show at your venue? And they don't respond. And you have to keep asking other friends what kind of other options you have. And then that one guy who hasn't responded to you finally texts you or emails you back. But then he gives you terrible time slot. It's just, it's all over the place. It's stressful. But you know what? You guys don't want to hear about that. You guys don't want to hear about the behind the scenes versions. Uh, So I'm trying to get Austin locked down. And at the same time, me and my friend Monty Gear. Uh, we're working on a tour together after Texas. I'll meet him up in New York, do some shows there, and then do some shows in Toronto and hopefully Montreal. So we're right now just been on the phone with each other every day, just trying to lock down some venues. Because uh, there's no point in traveling to a city and doing shows if there isn't going to be any money involved, you know. Because your boy is unemployed, you know what I mean? I need, a, I need to make money if I'm going to go do some shows and travel and stuff. But enough about that. <laughs> Ramadan. I'm really excited. Yeah. To get some, to really just, I guess my goal for Ramadan is to, I'm going to try to meditate every day during while I'm fasting. That's one goal. Uh, pray. Try to make all my five daily prayers. I usually don't smoke during Ramadan, especially because, uh, you know, if I get high, well, if smoking breaks your fast, but also if I get high at nighttime, oh my God, I'll be so groggy during the day. It's just, no, I'm going to use it to detox, get the weed out of my system, you know, get the THC. So then when I uh, finish Ramadan, uh, I get <laughs> my tolerance will be so low. I'm going to be such a cheap date. Uh, not to brag, you guys, but something you haven't known about me, but you're looking at the uh, Ramadan speech contest winter, uh, w- winter, <laughs> Ramadan speech contest winner uh, of 2011. So... Uh, I won, no, 2010. No, I want to say my sophomore year, I did the Ramadan speech contest and I won second place. And then my junior year, I won first place. 
Yeah, that was, and that's my, that was my first time public speaking. And the reason why I got into it, because in our school, uh, usually after, after prayer, like at the end of the day, after you finish classes, we would pray dhuhr all together. I said dhuhr? No, asr. No, dhuhr. It would be dhuhr. So we would all pray together, and then they would make announcements for competitions, like the Quran competition, like Quran, re- Quran recitation or Arabic uh, what else, you know, math, science, like all these different competitions. And then there was one, which was the speech contest. Uh, and the reason why I submitted for that one, because I wasn't good at anything else, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if you guys have watched my TikTok lives. I can't speak Arabic very well. So when they were announcing the winners for these contests, they never had Al-Qadri win. Like none, none of my brothers, uh, or ever won an award so I wanted to see if we can at least win one award so I was like okay I'm gonna try the speech contest and <laughs> this is so true I I went online and I googled uh, googled best speeches and I went on YouTube and just saw and I was just watching Martin Luther King videos and I was like okay I'm gonna try to mimic Martin Luther King <laughs> right even though what was my speech about I think for for uh my sophomore year when i won second place i think my speech was about uh you know trying to be the best version of yourself by being a good like trying to be the best muslim that you can being closer to god oh how's time changed (laughs) that's so funny i'm like we should be good muslims and pray every day meanwhile now i make a living off of being like hey you ever stock an ex's venmo transactions (laughs) or hey what's the deal with penises (laughs) so stupid yeah and i remember i remember uh was it my sophomore year or no my junior year when i won first place no my sophomore year because it was 2009 and michael jackson just died and I remember saying to in the middle of my speech, I go, who here uh, was sad when Michael Jackson died? And every, like pretty much everybody raised their hand. And then I go, who cares? And everyone was like, <gasps> and it had like a big reaction. And I go, who cares? We shouldn't be worrying about which celebrity died. We should be worrying about ourselves and what's actually important out there, which is, you know, and I was talking about Palestine um, and all that other stuff. What was my speech my junior year i gotta look back but there are but if you go to um i'm gonna try to find a picture but when i go to dallas i'm gonna take a picture of my two trophies the ramadan speech contest and that's what got me uh that's what ever since then i had that itch to speak in front of people um it's really nice i knew i had this talent I remember my mom saw those Ramadan speech contest trophies and she was like, you could have been a, a sheikh, an imam. <laughs> I would not want to be an imam. That would be, oh, for those, imam means like a preacher, pretty much, a Muslim preacher. Just imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted us the most gracious, the most merciful. I mean, they're good. They make a lot of money, ton of money, you know, but you can make more money as a comedian. And that's why I like, I'd rather make people laugh, not feel bad that they're going to hell. At least that's how I feel every time I listen to a sheikh or an imam. I'm like, oh, here's all the things I should be doing that I'm not doing. But hey, I'm trying, you know. 
there was this one imam named Omar Suleiman. My dad was really good friends with. We helped him move. Uh, when he first moved to Dallas, uh, my dad sent us to his house and we helped him move into his new place. Um, yeah. And now he's like one of the biggest imams in the United States of America. He has like um, over a million, no, two million followers on Instagram. Isn't that hilarious? It's like we're we're like, whoa, this guy has millions of followers. This sh imam has millions of followers on Instagram and lots of subscribers on YouTube. I got to go see him and, and watch his speeches. And it would be an honor to pray <laughs> with him. Yeah, he led my dad's funeral prayer too. And then he was like, he came up to me and my brothers. He was like, if you guys have any akiyakas or like basically like weddings or or anything uh he was like i would be honored to you know to pretty much be the ordained like the ordained minister you know i'm trying to compare it to like christian weddings or like non-muslim weddings um but then my little brother who's already married he goes hey you could do it for my second wife <laughs> and he was serious <laughs> And and Imam was Imam Omar was laughing. He was he was like, that is something your father would say, <laughs> and that is something my dad would say. God, I think it's a Qadri thing, polygamy. <laughs> is it in my family thing? Because my one grandfather, I talk about this on stage. One grandfather had two wives, and the other grandfather, uh, he he had seven wives, but not at the same time. He like Larry King did, like married, divorce, married, divorce. You know, which makes sense. You know. Because uh, my older brother, when he got married, he was already well. He's divorced now, but when he got married, he was uh, he was uh, he was like thinking about trying to get a second wife. Kind of was smart when he got divorced, but meanwhile, I have commitment issues. The Qadri family. Oh, oh. <laughs> Anyways, um, back to the Ramadan speech contest. <laughs> Uh, I think that's why I got, uh, that's that's why I wanted to be a comedian, because I love speaking in front of people. Man, I had a really good week. Gosh, I like how right when I quit my job, gas prices skyrocket, my car gets breaking, gets broken into. I think it's time to start selling feet pics, you know? If you guys want me to start an OnlyFans, I will start an OnlyFans. I'll do anything for you guys, okay? And for money, but... Yeah, anyway, so I showed my brothers around, my brother and his sis, my sister-in-law around. They loved it. I took them. They want she wanted to check out Rodeo Drive, and I've never checked out Rodeo Drive, and that's it's nice. I would and I I realized why I've never been there because it's full of all these designer clothes and amazing expensive stores that I can never afford. Even if I can afford, I wouldn't want to. I'm not really a material guy. I'm more of an experience guy. Like if I had all the money in the world, I would spend it on like traveling to different countries or uh you know renting like renting a space so all my friends can go hang out and like for example for my birthday i don't know how much it's going to cost but for my 29th birthday in june one of my plans is to uh to rent out a roller rink and have all my friends join and we all do like a cool costume party and stuff and everybody's invited everyone and then on Monday, another friend, uh, my friend Safe, shout out if he listens to this podcast. Safe came to visit, um, and uh, yeah, we had a really good time. Um, 
he was visiting for a couple days and safe is my friend that i made in san francisco when i came well he came visited like years ago my friend edham introduced me to him and i stayed at his place when i went to san francisco a year ago um and uh yeah he's just like an overall great guy so so he stayed so he came to visit so it's just like a lot of people visiting this week and I didn't have enough time to catch up on sleep until today. I slept for 10 hours today and I feel, or last night, and I feel so refreshed. I feel great. When you just take a melatonin and you just force yourself to nap, you know, even though your body wakes you up at like 8 a.m., you turn off your alarm or you turn off your 8.50 a.m. alarm and you force yourself to sleep. I woke up at like noon, checked my Fitbit, 10 hours, and I was like, that makes sense because I feel great, I feel refreshed, got a workout in, and now I'm recording this podcast. What else? I was talking to my friend about like networking uh, because the term networking has 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 a lot of like, kind of has a negative connotation in the i mean at least in the comedy scene because when a co- sometimes in the comedy world people would be like oh this guy or this girl oh he's just he or she's just a networker you know they just all about networking and making connections but they don't really care about being funny or being a good stand up but like i don't know the, the 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 term networking has such a broad term it's such a such a broad term because i used to think networking was about going to certain events just to rub shoulders with people with power or people who can book or whatever but now like my definition for networking has changed like now when i think of networking i think of just going out and just going to a comedy show or meeting other comedians and it's not for the sake of can i get anything from them it's more like what knowledge do they have that they can share with me or what kind of knowledge do i have that i can share with them like when i go to a like now that i'm now that I'm like full-time comedian, I'm trying to figure out like what are ways to make money as a stand-up comedian. Um, so I was networking, I guess. Uh, and it wasn't, I wasn't for the sake of trying to get certain connections from other people. It was just mainly like, you know, sharing knowledge. Honestly, that's the best way to put it. Like I was asking a friend of like how to book college gigs. What's the best way to book a college? Or what, and, the, and then after he was explaining that to me, he was asking me content creating questions. You know, because I know a thing or two about TikTok. And then I go on live and answer this, go live on TikTok. And then I answer the same questions every time. What part of Yemen are you from? Are you Yemeni? You look Indian. Are you sure your parents aren't Indian? What part of Yemen are you from? <laughs> and they know the answer to it that's the worst part it grinds my gears it's like they ask me are you yemeni and the yemen flag is right behind me in my room and it's like what are you talking about (laughs) or what part of yemen are you from i answered the question you just heard me answer the question really confuses me maybe they just want to talk to me they just need a reason to for me to respond to their question or something. But it's kind of annoying. It's really annoying when they do that. Yeah, it does have a... I think it has a negative connotation because you have a lot of people who rise above and they're not even that good of a comedian. Especially when like in the open micer era that you would hear that a lot for, with among open micer comedians where they would go, Oh, that person is just networky, you know, 
where they don't they're not funny they don't care about being a good stand-up all they care about is you know getting booked on big shows and trying to get ahead and not care about the art form which that i could see why people are very um not i don't want to say can be very envious because people because there's lots of times in not just comedy scene but it's just in entertainment there are people who just rise fast it's because based on who they know like nepotism nepotism is everywhere in everything especially in hollywood you'd see that a lot be like how is this person rising above and getting so far ahead in their career and then you see their family history and you're like oh that's why like amy schumer you know like there's this there was an article it was like amy schumer and like a couple other comedians it turns out they all attend the same synagogue or something and that's how all of them were able to like network and i don't know uh, i was also uh talking to a friend about content creating and uh he's like a really good looking guy and we were talking about content creating but it was just really hard to like share each other's knowledge because the type of content we do is so different like i just focus on comedy and i try to write like funny premises or funny sketches or funny jokes i could clip them up and post on tiktok but his content is just being hot (laughs) it's very interesting you know i should just stop doing comedy stuff and just just be on TikTok and take off my shirt. Mm. Bite my bottom lip. Ooh. Just woke up. That would be the dream. Just get millions of followers for that. And then all the comments would be like, you're so hot. Oh, like that one guy. What's that one dude? I made fun of him. George or whatever. Gosh, I hate him. I hate hot guys on TikTok. I... 90% of hot guys on TikTok, I hate them all. And it's maybe because I'm secretly jealous of them, you know? That they have the confidence to just take their shirt off <laughs> on camera, you know? I have, I, have, I have a nice body, but I have an ugly body at the same time. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's so hairy. I got a random, I got a random pimple right here. Where is this? Somewhere around here. Oh, it's like down next to it. I have a random pimple. Like I'm like, where did you come from? Gosh, I'm just jealous. They're just hairless over there. They're just hairless, good-looking dudes. It's annoying. And they have all these followers. But yeah, like that George guy. And, and then a lot of them just, they make no sense. That George guy was just like, yo, if her name starts with a J and ends with a, bro, wife her up. And it's like, dude, how do you have a million followers? But hey, those guys don't last long. Or those type of people. Similar to hot guys, there's hot girls who do the same thing, you know. But hot girls, they monetize better. I don't know. Instead, I'm a, I'm a comic on TikTok. <laughs> we get no respect. All right? We're like bottom tier. Comedy is... Listen, when it comes to TikTok, you have like comedy, lifestyle, just people being sexy, all sorts of things. It's like a huge... Com- You're competing against all of these things. And we're losing. Comedians, we are losing. But hey, you know, it's the value, not the outcome. And the reason why we're doing it is for the sake of gaining an audience so people can under, uh, so people can come to your live comedy shows. Because that, in the end, is where you make your money. If the damn bookers just respond to your damn emails so you could book the damn venue and you could set up your flyer uh hot guys on tiktok it's i think it goes down to like the principle 
of what you are. As I, I, I don't know if you guys have read. Ray, I don't know if you guys have read this, but no, I, I, I didn't even, I didn't even read the full book. But it's called Ray Dalio's Principles, and he talks about like writing down your main principles and sticking to them. You know, like what I actually, this is one that I really. Like I'm very uh, adamant about is like when I started content creating was to never was to never be those guys who just use hot girls, you know what I mean? Just use hot girls on their videos, you know? It's like if I'm gonna have a girl on my video, I want her to be funny and talented. I'm not I'm not having her on my videos because hey, I want her to dress slutty and do terrible acting and then have the camera angle just focus on her butt so then 14 year old boys can just hit automatically like and follow and then make other girls who are younger just feel insecure about themselves gosh i hate that so much when it's just terrible acting i've been on tiktok a lot this week just like watch because sometimes i just go on tiktok just to watch see what works what doesn't work and I've been seeing that a lot on the FYP of where guys would just get a hot, like a really hot girl on their page. And they just like, what was that page's name? It's called Adam. It was like Adam something. The worst videos ever. Terrible. Terrible. He, he has, like, he has way, like, how many followers do he have? Almost half a million. But it's really just like, that every camera shot of every video, it's just like girls like in booty shorts, and it's literally just focusing on the girl, and it's just the worst acting. The premise is terrible, you know. It's so bad. The things we do for views now, like there is no, there's nothing relatable about it. You're really just selling sex. Well, I'm glad I wrote that principle to never post like or never exploit that it's weird it's just weird to me you know like what's the point what if right now i'm saying this and then like five years down the line you see me <laughs> you see me in a wife beater <laughs> and i have porn stars in my videos <laughs> and then it's just like when a girl sees your hot jays <laughs> hot jordans <laughs> she's in a bikini somehow but it's winter and we're in an alleyway. I'm like, why is she in a bikini? <laughs> so stupid. Oh my god. What has life come to? Or what a life we live right now. Or what a, what what's the saying? What a time to be in what a time to be alive. That's so crazy to me. Speaking of I, I had a Reem on my speaking of like principles, because I was like, if I'm gonna have a girl on my on my or with me on videos, it's gonna be fine. Like Reem killed it. Uh, I had an idea, well, if you guys haven't checked it out on my TikTok, I had an idea about, like, binge eating before Ramadan begins, and dude, we had, and this was, like, it's only, like, a 40-second video, but that's after, like, that's out of, like, six minutes of footage, because we were laughing so hard, it was so fun shooting that sketch with her, she's very fun, if you guys haven't already, check out Reem Eden, uh, she's on the her and I did a bunch of videos. We're actually going to shoot some more videos soon because she's super funny. Yeah, y'all should shoot her a follow. Check out her videos. She's great. Yeah, write down your write down your principles. Write down the things like... Oh, I remember like another rule. I, I set a lot of rules for myself. I remember when I first created a Facebook. This is true. I'm like, this was what, 2008? So I was 2008. So I was like, what, 15, 16 years old? 
Yeah. And, uh, and I promised myself to never post like shirtless photos. Like, like, like I'm talking about, this was popular back in the day where they would take their phone and post a shirtless bathroom selfie. I would never post a shirtless bathroom selfie and I would never post a picture of me doing the peace sign. I don't know why 15-year-old Ahmed was very adamant about not posting a picture of himself with the peace sign. Okay, so the I only have one piece of advice uh, that I want to share with you guys. And I heard this in second grade. I heard this. I was told this by my second grade teacher. She was this very upbeat, very positive woman. She was all about spreading happiness to everybody. And she said, and it was spreading. She, I went to an Islamic school. So it was spreading happiness for the sake of Allah. And her life advice was smile. Because if you always smile, you will brighten someone's day. You never know who, but you will make someone's day when you smile. And she also mentioned that the Prophet Muhammad, وسلم, peace be upon to him, that's what I just said in Arabic, he would always smile because he said smiling was sadaqa. Sadaqa means generosity. And I guess that's why I smile so much because I love, I love walking into a room with a smile because it just shows people that I'm in a good mood and it and it just it's infectious and then if you just dude that's my homework just go up to a person like if there's a group of people walking just go up to them with the biggest smile hey how's it going everybody just smile and it's just that energy that energy is so infectious it gets people in a good mood i love it and and as y'all know that's it's changed that's since second grade always in a good mood always ready always smiling ready to make people's day brighten someone's day you know and it, it happens a lot. Like I, one of my favorite things to do is is ordering. Like if I'm at a fast food restaurant or like, or just like small little transactions or small little like small talk. Or like if I'm in an elevator with someone, it's not even like trying to create start small talk with everybody, but really just just give them a big smile and ask them how their day was or like have a great day. When I was in San Francisco. After my car got broken into, my edibles got stolen. So my edibles got stolen, and I went to a dispensary to go uh, to go buy <laughs> to buy the, the, the just pretty much buy the same edibles because it's Lost Farm fruit juice. It's my favorite. Anyways, I go up to the guy, and I and then the first thing he goes, he goes, "Bro, you got a nice." He's this laid back dude. He goes, "Bro, you got a nice smile," and I go, "Bro, you have nice eyes." And he was like, "Dude, you're really cool." And I was like, "Bro, I love your energy." He goes, "Bro, I love your energy," and and then like uh, he sells uh, like you know we make the transaction. He goes, "Hey man, I hope you have a great day." And I go, "Bro, I hope you find love, man. I hope you find a girl." like a beautiful woman who just loves you so much and is just crazy about you. And then he just stops for a moment. He goes, I really needed to hear that, bro. And then he comes around the counter and he gives me a hug. I give him a hug. It was such a cool transit. It was such a great dispensary uh, or what was it? Dispensary trip, you know, or trip to the dispensary, you know. The energy is so infectious. And if they are just as infectious as you are, uh, they're going to reciprocate that energy. Next thing you know, you have a great, you know, I still think about that guy. And I'm pretty sure that guy still thinks about me. You know, he's probably like at a date right now, finding the love of his life, finding the love of his life or the love of his life is finding him, you know? Anyways. Uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately we didn't have anybody, uh, submit any life advice. Uh, they didn't, but if you do have a life advice that you would like to share with the pod, 
just say uh, send it to mondayfundaypodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is mondayfundaypodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, my name is Ahmed Al Qadri, uh, and if you can't pronounce it, is Ahmed Al Qadri. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm really getting better at this whole recording thing. I'm and I'm I'm gonna I'm trying my best to keep this consistent, and I'm really excited for this next episode because I'm gonna have my first guest. But again, thank you so much and have a great night.